Welcome to Tech Down, the weekly podcast discussing technology and other nerd-related topics. I'm Adam Comp, joined, as always, by my handsome co-host, Aaron. Aaron, how are you doing this week, man? Hey, I'm doing great. Have you been, have you been having a good week? Uh, yes, it's been a good week in Aaron land. How about you? My week has been good as well. So actually... I'm going to I'm going to do this and there this is not a video podcast so audio listeners don't know what's going on. But I'm I'm putting a heat pack on my shoulders because my neck is killing me today. Oh yeah, did you pull something? So I actually went to the archery range yesterday. No way. And I I don't know what it is. I got my Katniss Everdeen on and I felt like a badass and I was shooting the targets. But today my neck is so stiff and so sore. I feel like an old man. Man, you're that's so cool. You're like the green arrow. Yeah. So it it was so fun too. And you can like just rent a bow and shoot at the targets for an hour and it's not too expensive. But it, it works muscles that you don't usually get to use during the day. So who did you go to the archery range with? So I actually went with some coworkers over lunch. There was one, there's a archery range that's nearby where I work. And that's something that your coworkers just do normally? It was the first time that we've done it. Oh, that's awesome. We actually, we went to a driving range. Uh-oh. <laughs> before. At Black Lotus Brewery in downtown Whatever that is, Royal Oak. Oh, you're saying that's not where you shot arrows. Yeah, these are two different places. Okay, that's probably for the best. <laughs> they tend to frown upon it if you shoot arrows at the driving range. Bring your own bow. Yeah. But the uh, the driving range was like video driving range. So you like hit the ball into a screen and then it says, you hit the ball 400 yards. You're Tiger Woods. And then you're like, yeah, that was great. I don't really believe you that I could hit the ball 400 yards. Oh, that was your experience? I, I'm, I mean, I'm not a golfer, so I'm making up distances. Oh, I was going to say, like, four, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. But it doesn't, like, account for, like, wind resistance or anything like that. It's just kind of a simulation, though. Yeah, it, like, takes a look at how hard you smacked the ball and the angle of your club and kind of makes a rough determination i guess and what did you say this was at a brewery yeah black lotus black lotus i don't think i've heard of that pretty good place yeah we could actually go there sometime it, it was really cool and so they they have tables set up where you do the golfing and the waitresses come by and they bring you menus and they bring you beer and you're golfing and ordering food and it's kind of a cool outing oh that sounds really cool it's also really fun doing this stuff over lunch because everybody is at work, like suckers. Yeah, well, I mean, you're making the best of things. Uh, right, exactly. It's a, it's a good time to go. It's stuff that's nearby where I work, so it's fun. That's fantastic. So that explains the heating pad then. Yes, and if you can hear some some creaks and some cracks coming over through my mic, it's just because I'm trying to get out to make some pains. Yeah. Or if I groan, I'm, I apologize. Ugh, such an old man now. I feel like such an old man. Yeah. Yeah. 32. Well, that's cool, though. Still doing new experiences, though. Exactly. So, anything that you would like to report during the foreplay section of our show? 
<laughs> no, I think I'm raring to go. Raring to go. Dig into our main topic. Yeah. What is our main topic today, Aaron? So I am actually surprised to hear that you went to the archery range and I was none the wiser because there has been a new sensation out in the app app sphere, um, I'll call it, and that has been this trend towards live streaming apps. So I would have expected to see a, a stream from your archery session, and I'm disappointed that I did not. So I thought it would be fun if we could talk about live streaming apps this week. You know, I did actually think about live streaming it. The problem is that I didn't want to just stand there holding my phone like like a tool for, you know, 10, 15 minutes or whatever. If I could have, like, set it up in a, in a way that we could all be in the shot, I think that would have been kind of cool, but I didn't do it. Anyway, so what what are these uh, live streaming video apps? What's a what's a little bit of background and what's going on? Yeah, it's been an exciting month because in the last uh, thirty or so days, I'd say the last four or five weeks, there's been a lot of activity in this uh, space. So the first live streaming app that I heard about was called Meerkat, that was released earlier in March and got posted to Product Hunt, which is a very uh, influential website in the tech industry at the moment. So it got a lot of attention on Product Hunt, and coincidentally, the South by Southwest Festival was uh, happening right around the same time, so it took its initial little bit of buzz and made a big splash at South by Southwest, made like a ton of noise, got a lot of attention towards meerkat and meerkatting, and uh, actually got a lot of support from the tech industry and from celebrities as well, all buzzing about meerkat. But so it's basically you log into the app, you say, I want to stream whatever is on my phone's camera right now, and then you are start starting a broadcast. And people can live join your stream or whatever, see what you're pointing your phone at, hear you, hear what's going on, ask you questions. I think they both do this, that you can respond to. They can send you little hearts and like what you're doing and... Yeah, Meerkat was the the first one to the market that really gained some traction. And first time I tried it out, I was like, this is actually really cool. It's really easy to use and kind of got that feeling that this uh, could be, you know, something big in the future. Yeah, I definitely was really intrigued when I checked it out too. Meerkat was built on top of Twitter, so there's no extra login or sign-up process. You just use your Twitter credentials, and then you're automatically live streaming through Twitter. A tweet goes out to your entire follow, uh, all your followers, letting you know that you're currently streaming. And you mentioned asking questions. There's a there's like a chat functionality built in. So if you tweet at that person. Uh, and maybe hashtag it a certain way, it'll show up in their video stream, and they're able to answer it that way, which is pretty cool. The problem was, once it got a lot of attention, Twitter was not inclined to help Meerkat, Meerkat grow anymore because they have a competitor product that was very recently um, released, and that is called Periscope. is actually an early acquisition uh, a month ago in January. Twitter purchased Periscope before it was even released for a rumored $100 million. So they Ooh. are serious about live streaming. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's a big, big figure. 
Yeah, so when did Periscope come come out? Was that last week? Has it been about a little less than a week that Periscope's been live? Yeah, I think that sounds about right. Yeah, actually, the same day that Periscope came out, yeah, um, the Meerkat released news that they had raised like $13 million in funding from a bunch of celebrities and other investors, so people like Jared Leto and Ashton Kutcher. So it's actually pretty uh, interesting timing. So there's definitely like two warring factions going on right now. Yeah, it's definitely a really hot space. Uh, and so it, it's also really cool to see how Meerkat did things, because they both, both apps, Periscope and Meerkat, basically accomplish the same goal, which is voyeuristic streams of what's on your phone, and then other people can join and see see what you see, ask you questions, blah, 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 blah. But it's really cool to see the differences in how the two apps accomplish that. What design decisions got made, what features, like how features get implemented, and that sort of thing. And for instance, one of the things that uh, was kind of a turnoff for me on Meerkat, and maybe I just I don't understand exactly how it works, and maybe this is an option, but when you stream on Meerkat, you said that you've logged in through Twitter. It automatically tweets that you are streaming, and so that goes into your Twitter stream. And then if people are writing to ask you questions, that is also through Twitter, and so those things actually show up in a person's timeline. Is is that correct, or am I wrong about that? No, I'm pretty sure you're right that all the communication and sign-up stuff is done through Twitter. Which is kind of a mess, right? Because I, I don't really want that stuff to be in my in my Twitter timeline. Yeah, I actually tend to agree. I've only, my experience with these apps is pretty limited. Uh, I sent out a tweet a couple days ago just saying Periscope Lurker because that's really how it feels. I haven't done my first Periscope yet. I have tried out what? Meerkat. I know. I'm saving it for a special occasion. You know, that special occasion could be right now. Ooh, do a test Periscope on live on TechDown? Periscoping some TechDown. You could. You could give your live impressions and people could join and get a sneak preview into this podcast. I don't know, man. That's some pressure. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't know if we want to let people behind the curtain in that way. (laughs) Ruin the magic of the show. It's like when you see what your favorite uh, radio DJ looks like and you're like, oh, that's that's what he looks like. See how the hot dogs are made? Yeah, exactly. Don't want to get behind the scenes too much here. (laughs) You're just, you're not wearing pants. Yeah, well, I mean, like we said, you know, this is a Skype conversation. You can see me, I can see you, but this is not a live show, so what's the matter from not wearing pants? Yeah, neither of us can see below the waist, so anything goes down there. Exactly, in tech downland, yeah. So I've actually used both applications to do streaming. Maybe I'm just more voyeuristic than you. No, you just have a dog, so you have something, you have like an easy fallback to Periscope. What am I going to Periscope? Here's me playing Grand Theft Auto again. Dude, you have two cats. Periscope those cats. You will get so many hearts. And yeah, that's true. That is mighty tempting. Especially on mere cat. I mean, come on. Oh, the synergies there. So this is, this is actually really cool. My story about how I found out about Meerkat, which is the app that came out first, I was listening to the talk show a couple episodes back and John Gruber had a guest on and they were talking about Meerkat because it had 
just come out or South by Southwest was just going on. And so everybody was using it or was just starting to gain a little bit of traction. And so I paused my podcast. I am driving down the street. I'm driving home from, I don't know, we were visiting my mom or something like that. But it's just me. Our mom. I guess it's not just my mom, but whatever. Anyway, I'm driving. I pause the podcast. I go to the app store. I search for Meerkat, download it, log into my Twitter for an account, and start streaming right then and there, like me driving down the street. And so... From behind the wheel. From behind the wheel. Yeah, first person... This is how you get to my house, <laughs> which, and then I had a person join, maybe multiple people Ooh. joined. Yeah. And it kind of blew my mind. And it was cool that I could, that it, it was like one of those were living in the future kind of moments for me where I'm able to hear about something on a podcast, download it on my handheld space age technology phone computer thing and start streaming to a random stranger what the inside of my car looks looks like in my drive home. So that was that was really kind of neat and that was my first uh adventure into live streaming apps. But since then you you hinted at it I have done quite a few more and it is uh it's kind of addicting I must say. Yeah. I'm really excited to hear your uh, impressions between the two services because um, I only have done like one Meerkat. My uh, one experience was at a bar. I sent out the standard tweet, you know, live now, Aaron Comp, like at the bar. And I did have a couple people join up. And at the same time as uh, they were joining, I was explaining what Meerkat was to the people. And that's basically what the video was. And then, uh, like, I took a couple questions. Like, someone asked, like, what are you drinking? So we talked about beer. Uh, we talked about a couple other things. And, like, you know, I you know, flipped the front-facing camera and, like, you know, did the selfie mode or whatever and just kind of, like, introduced people a little bit. And I, it was funny seeing that interaction, that back and forth. But I also, like, going back to something you mentioned before, I didn't like the control of... Uh, I didn't like giving up c- control of my Twitter stream to the app so that, you know, people could tweet at me. And if uh, uh, when I started broadcasting, it sent out an initial tweet like that kind of stuff that I didn't quite feel good about for some reason, like giving up control to. I didn't like that it was an automatic process. I would have preferred to you know manually do that. Right. And so the way Periscope works, you have not Periscoped before? No, I haven't. Man, it sounds... <laughs> there's like a sexual current running through this entire topic and calling something periscoping, I think doesn't help. But anyway, uh, yeah, periscope, the way that that works is if you start one, it will notify people who follow you through periscope, which is separate, but related to your Twitter followers. You have to go out of your way to say, oh, okay, I just signed up for Periscope, follow Aaron Comp and let me know when he goes live. So that there's that. It doesn't automatically post to your Twitter stream, although you can have it post to your Twitter uh, when you when you go live with a stream. But then also, if you make comments, they are completely separate and contained to the stream that you've done, and it doesn't clog up your Twitter stream, which I, I like so much more and I think makes a whole lot more sense. 
And then there's also something cool that Periscope does that I don't think Meerkat does, or at least it didn't the couple of times I Meerkatted, is Periscope will save a copy of your stream to their servers with the option of saving it to your camera roll, but it will save it with the comments that people have made in real time, which is really neat. And also the, if you tap on the screen on Periscope, it'll do like this fun little heart animation where hearts float up and you can just continue to tap like crazy and then hearts flood the screen. But it, it also shows those in the, in the saved version, which is kind of neat. So it's like a real time or a, a, a true replay of what was going on in Periscope at, at the time. And it's a little bit confusing for me because I don't think that you can always access those saved videos going forward. Like, I don't think that it creates some sort of an archive that you can always go back and fetch. But if, like, you went live on Periscope and you're like, oh, this is me making a pancake or whatever, and I happened to be sleeping and then I woke up a couple minutes later and I saw that I'd gotten an alert that you were making a pancake, I really wanted to see it. So I I go to Periscope to watch it. I think if you had ended your stream before I got on, I would be able to watch the replay for a short period of time. I think that that's the way that works. Yeah, I I think you're correct about that. I know it definitely embeds all the comments and the hearts that were, uh, were shown during the live initial stream of that on Periscope. And I do like that aspect of it. Uh, it turns out that when you finish a stream on Meerkat, it does give you the option to save it locally to your camera roll, which is something. It's better than nothing, uh, but it's not the same way where it's built into the service that once you finish a video, anyone can see that stream for a certain amount of time, like you said. I'm not quite sure what that is. I think it's like two days, something something like that. But I, it's, it's really interesting because in practice, it's a big difference between Meerkat and periscope where meerkat feels more like uh whatsapp or uh a few other services like that where it's ephemeral you know like it's kind of there while it's happening and then it's gone there's no record of it and i kind of enjoy that aspect of it because it kind of conjures up fomo fear of missing out so it's like oh someone's live streaming on meerkat well i definitely want to check that out because i like that person or you know the event they're at sounds cool or something like that Whereas on Periscope, I know it's going to be archived. So if I'm in the middle of something, I'm not as inclined to look on Periscope because I could watch the replay. So there's, it's kind of an interesting difference between the two of them, though they do a very similar function. Uh, just the fact that Periscope is recorded after the fact, is kind of saved, kind of makes a big difference in my mind. Yeah, definitely. So you have not created any periscopes but you say that you have consumed periscope oh god (laughs) i can't think of a good way to phrase it yeah i haven't committed to the full periscope yet it's kind of like just the tip of the periscope iceberg yes okay but you have consumed part of a periscope (laughs) and that is to say yeah so you've lurked and watched other people's streams, right? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a couple people like uh, uh, Michael Saka. He's an investor. He was featured on a another podcast by Gimlet Media called Startup that we both recommend. We both really enjoy Startup. I think he's the guy who taught you what FOMO means. Uh, well, Alex Bloomberg definitely did, and I would have had no no idea if not for his disastrous uh, interview with Michael Saka. So I really appreciate. His periscopes in particular, I also like M.G. Uh, Siegler yeah. from Google Ventures. He does a couple, and that's kind of interesting. Uh, and then there's just a few assorted people in the tech sphere that I like to also watch their videos. Have you watched any just random people videos? Um, Not really, which I kind of... I feel a little bad about because I feel like I'm not getting the full experience. I kind of missed out on an entire aspect of Periscope that I didn't even know existed until very recently, which is Periscope's fascination <laughs> with refrigerators and large appliances. Yeah, so I actually didn't catch on to it immediately. I got home from work one night, and I wanted to kill some time by playing around with Periscope. And I didn't feel like streaming, and so I was jump just jumping on to random people's streams. And after about the third or the fourth one, I noticed how, for some reason, the commenters kept asking about fridges. And it was, actually, I was watching somebody drive their new Audi, and everybody was asking how many fridges the model <laughs> had. And I'm like, this is, oh, I get it. It's kind of like a Periscope running joke kind of thing. And uh, it was it felt good. felt good being in on the ground floor of a new meme and knowing what was going on. Yeah, you weren't missing out anymore. Yeah, exactly. And it, it also felt really good that I, I made a joke on Twitter about you've probably seen a lot of fridges and that you didn't get it until a couple of days later. Yeah, if I don't understand a joke, rather than send that tweet asking for clarification, I'll just kind of let it drop. And it wasn't until I saw a news article, I forget what it was, just like a fluff piece basically about everyone on Periscope being obsessed with refrigerators, and it triggered a light bulb in my brain that was like, oh, this must be what Adam was talking about. And I went back, and it had been like a full 48 hours since you had initially made that joke. So it took it took me a little while to get it, but I finally I finally got around to it. Yeah, good one. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. But so, the main screen of Periscope, the first one that you get to, is a feed of new Periscopes, and they're not ranked by the number of people watching them. They are just ranked by what's new. I think, for the most part. Yeah, this is a little perplexing to me. I haven't really been able to make heads or tails of the discovery process on Periscope. Yeah, I think that it's just kind of a first version kind of thing. They don't have any sort of ranking algorithm where they rank the streams by number of users and then you can jump on them. Because I know that Meerkat does have this. I just checked out Meerkat before starting the podcast and the top couple of streams on the main page are they all had like a couple hundred viewers so it looks like they're doing some kind of ranking so that's a little bit unfortunate i guess because i can't really just see oh what is interesting in the world right now and get on board with that but on the other hand it is a really interesting 
viewport into people's lives. You know, like it's people all around the world that you see and it shows their location on the map if they have that enabled in Periscope once you join one. And so you're just looking at the stream and you're in England or you're in Australia or South America and just a little window into what somebody's doing. Are they looking at their computer or are they out in the city? Are they hanging out with their friends and drinking? It's it really interesting and kind of a fun. Again, it I guess it feels like voyeurism, but it's just it's neat being able to see what actual people that you don't know are doing at that moment in another part of the world yeah no i i'd see i know what you're talking about about the voyeurism aspect it definitely feels like extremely personal and intimate and like one on one when you're watching one of these especially when you're watching it live and like you're able to contribute to it like a lot of the videos i watch especially the michael Sokka ones uh, he's directly answering questions that get posed to him in the chat. So, like, oh, that is so cool! If you're live, yeah, you know, you can ask a question and have him like answer it immediately and like influence the content basically that gets recorded for posterity, which is pretty interesting on that level. So, uh, it it is there's something to it that they've seemed to hit on to something interesting that people are interested in doing at least um in our circles that we run in i'm not convinced that this is something that every person is interested in i don't think either of these apps have cracked the top 100 downloaded in the uh, app store so it hasn't like reached um like mass consumption yet or you know huge amount of uh people but i don't know give it a little bit of time i could see one of these apps becoming pretty popular but if you were a betting man and you had to pick just one adam what what would you pick uh, for, what do you think will be around longer, Meerkat or Periscope? So it would be kind of silly, I think, not to pick Periscope. Because at the drop of a hat, I believe, Twitter could just say to Meerkat, meh, we're done letting you be able to log in using our service. And so you're on your own, you need to invent your own login mechanism starting now as well as your own comment system good luck to you so for that reason i think that periscope is more likely to succeed also twitter has does twitter have a lot of money Eh, maybe they don't have a lot of money maybe they have a lot of debt and potential to earn money something like that but twitter is a big tech company so i don't put uh, I think that it would be a bad idea to bet against them. And plus, we didn't mention this, but I really like the design of Periscope as opposed to Meerkat. Yeah. I think that they did a, a really nice job with everything. Yeah, from from what I've heard, Meerkat was based on like the scuttled parts of a previous video startup. So uh, the ability to stream video to like a group of up to 10 or like a 5,000 people was kind of already something that uh, the developer had working for him when he designed it. And from what I hear, it was a project that was done like over a weekend or a couple weekends. So it like came out pretty fast and it kind of is reflected in like the design choices and like I, I think the branding is really bold and playful, but it also seems kind of 
crude in a way and uh, amateur-ish, mm-hmm. which, um, which I really do think that Periscope is the much more polished app, which, if the timeline that I've heard is to be believed, makes sense because it's been um, ideating a little bit longer and it's had more time to be polished and it has um, a big company like Twitter behind it to throw money at it and it had initial investors. Uh, so between the two of them, just on their own merits, I do think Periscope is the stronger of the two. And then, like you mentioned, the fact that they both, but Meerkat in particular, has a dependency on Twitter does not bode well for it because Twitter has proved itself to be a cruel overlord in certain aspects, especially regarding who gets to use the Twitter API. Um, you and I both are fans of third-party Twitter clients. I really like Tweetbot, and there is a imposed token limit by Twitter, which means that these third-party Twitter clients can only sell to so many Twitter users and sell so many tokens before it dries up and there's no more to use, and that's kind of the end of the story. Twitter says, tough luck. So I wouldn't really want to start my own business and build it on top of those kinds of foundations where... Um, not only Twitter, you know, one day they could decide they don't like you anymore, but they're like a direct competitor to you. That's that's a scary aspect, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't really think that it's a unsolvable problem for Meerkat. All they really have to do is develop their own login mechanism for their backend in a commenting system. I mean, they already have a backend that can handle processing and distributing video streams for thousands of people so that thousands millions i don't know that, that you got to have some beefy hardware to be able to do that so if they're getting 13 million dollars from ashton kutcher like you said they should be able to throw a couple of databases up that have their own login uh, user logins that are separate from twitter so i'm actually really curious to see how both of these apps avoid turning into chat roulette, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, okay, all right. I I kind of am picking up what you're putting down. How do you keep the periscopes out of periscope? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, which is an interesting problem, I think. Yeah, I believe they call this the Wang Dilemma. Yeah, exactly. Basically, you don't want three quarters of the streams that are going up to be of penises. Right. Let's cut right to the chase. Yeah, this is also a solvable problem, I think. How so? (laughs) Do you have a penis filter? Like, personally? (laughs) No, like, do you do one? That's a personal question. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not asking about your browser history. Uh, No problems too big or small. I think we can solve this one. Okay, so how would you solve this one? Oh, you want me to propose solutions? Yeah. I don't know. What about like a manual video sorting process? So you pay someone minimum wage and you sit them in front of like 100 monitors of streams that are starting at any minute. And then as soon as they see a dong, they press a button (laughs) and and that stream gets canceled. What What do you think about that one? It seems pretty good. All right. That's it's not too bad, except... Maybe we could set it up so that it's more than just one person policing every street. All those dongs. Yeah. Being on the lookout for dongs. Maybe it could be multiple people. And maybe... Yeah, but so, like, what do they do? Do they just 
look at some subset of the streams and say like send them kill requests or cancel their account or hmm i don't know maybe like filter the chat for like the word dong or something like that so if they see that like just kill the stream i don't i don't know i guess I guess you don't necessarily have to be so aggressive with your policies. Maybe that's the site that Chat Roulette wants to run, you know? You mean Periscope? Well, Periscope. Maybe that's why they came up with the name. Well, there's definitely there's definitely something going on there. It's a forward-thinking name for sure. Hmm, yes. It would be very easy for them to switch directions. Yeah. You know, you did mention something earlier that I thought was pretty interesting, which is... Wait, are we not talking about dongs anymore? No, we're going to leave that subject behind for now. Don't worry. I'm sure we'll make our way back to it. Okay, good. <laughs> it's kind of like the main themes of the show. Okay, good. Um, no, but it's that Twitter uh, is integral to Meerkat, but they could probably uh, make spin up their own sign-on solution so that they could divorce themselves from that dependency, which probably in the long term is a good idea. But when I was signing up, it was a big difference to me, the fact that Meerkat was a lot more frictionless to use uh, setting up than I thought Periscope was. Um, Setting up Periscope meant creating a new username that was different from my Twitter handle, uh, or potentially different anyway. Mine is the same, but you signed up for a brand new one, and I did see some pain points where early adopters to Twitter, people like uh, the Twitter handle at underscore, for instance, they tweeted a complaint that they're unable to create an account based on their Twitter handle because Periscope did not allow users to input usernames that were less than two characters, but Twitter does. So it's just something where it's like not, uh, you know, a few things that have to get worked out, some smaller things, but like I, it was interesting to me that Periscope is a Twitter product, but I thought there was more friction setting it up with Twitter than there was Meerkat which is like a competitor product. And it kind of reinforces something that I really admire in both of these apps, which is overall how frictionless the user experience is, especially um, well, my own right. experiences with Meerkat. But you start up and there's a big button, you know, and as soon as you press it, you're live streaming. Like it's the barrier to entry is so incredibly low. A lot of people accidentally start their first Meerkat and then quickly cancel it out. I think that's a pretty common experience. and I really admire that amount of um, the ability to remove friction in a user experience like that. It's pretty commendable. Yeah. Something like speaking of removing friction in the signup process, you just triggered something in my mind that I'm just spitballing here. So I want to throw out an idea. Do it. So both of these apps, we didn't mention it, but they are iOS only, which I think says a lot. Right. Yeah. You and I, are both fans of iOS, so I don't think it surprises either of us. And we don't really have to blabber the point and say, you know, hey, what's going on, Android, when you're going to get, you know, the, the hot new thing. But it would be really sweet if Apple had some kind of a account creation API that was available to third-party developers where maybe you can create accounts that are... Maybe they're separate from your Apple accounts, but they live on Apple servers so that all you have to do when somebody is creating an account is, say, put your thumb on the Touch ID sensor and then hit a confirmation box so that you say, 
yes, I am Adam Comp, and I want to create a new account for Meerkat. And then going forward, that just lives on on Apple servers. Just kind of spitballing, but that would be super frictionless, and it would have really come in handy uh, when I was starting a Meerkat account and I was in the car, and I had to (laughs) type my username and password for Twitter. Would have been great to be able to sign up with just Touch ID. That's interesting. And a lot of these services, I notice, uh, especially once they get bigger and they get some more influential people in their user base, like celebrities, politicians, like well-known people, a lot of these services offer like a verified tag or badge of some sort. And it's something that if you were signing up via like this Apple sign-on as opposed to Facebook or Twitter, like maybe these services could just like auto-verify you. Because it's like, yes. oh yeah, I I know that account. You know, that's like verified or whatever. So you are that, absolutely that's kind of right. interesting. Yeah, just throwing yeah. that one out there. That that's for free, Adam. I, see, this is what I love about this podcast: just spitballing excellent ideas, building on excellent ideas. Iron sharpens iron. That's right, man. Uh, do you have anything else to say about either Meerkat or Periscope or? Getting back to penises, as promised. No. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I, I asked you, like, long-term, what do you think was going to uh, prevail, Meerkat or Periscope? And I tend to agree with you that long-term, I'm going to put my money behind Periscope. Uh, even though Meerkat was first to market by, like, three weeks, I really don't think that matters in any quantifiable way. It, you know, first to market doesn't really matter in any way. A lot of people, you know, give Apple crap for it's like, oh, finally they included this feature that Android's had forever, like NFC, for instance. It's like finally, and it's like, well, it doesn't matter that you had it first, as long because you know the implementation, the execution is what really matters in technology, not the fact that you were first. So I give credit to Meerkat for you know, kind of lighting the fire in this live streaming space. But I really think Periscope will be the one that gets the most attention, you know, long term. All right, so here's what we're going to do. All right. I am going to put an event in my calendar for 10 years from today. Yep. And the event will be reevaluate which streaming service app has won Meerkat or Periscope. And then on the tech down 10 years from now, we can discuss our findings. All right. Sounds good to me. So we'll have some really good follow-up 10 years from now. Make sure to invite me to that uh, that calendar invite, okay? Oh, definitely. Yeah, you'll you'll be on that for sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's nothing going on that day. I should be clear. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, you want to call that a show? Yeah, man. Sounds good. All right. Let's sign off. I am Adam Comp on Twitter. <laughs> we... <laughs> <laughs> no go it, on it's true i'm at adam comp on twitter we are at and, and periscope and periscope and can you follow people on meerkat well you already are if it's uh, if oh, you're if you following them on twitter, on twitter. Yeah. yeah so i'm at adam comp on twitter meerkat and twitter and we are at TechDown fm on twitter we are not as some might believe at TechDown. just throwing that out there that's some other guy you don't want to follow him. That poor dude. Poor dude. Yeah, he's getting, I don't know, tens of tweets every week. 
about Tech Down podcast. And it's just like, I have no idea what this is. He should yeah. just sell us that account. Yep, yep. So if you're interested in tweeting Tech Down, make sure to tweet at Tech Down FM. Uh, I am Aaron Comp. That is at Aaron Comp on Twitter, Periscope, Meerkat, Friendster, anything else that you can think of. I am probably there and using my real name, PlayStation Network. Um, so let's talk. All right. That is it. Good show this week, man. Yep. All right. Go look at a Periscope, Adam. Will do.